When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe Pinion just ran a great race against Chuck Schumer. And uh, we had Joe in here quite a bit. I did. And became very friendly with Joe as well as other Republicans in and around town. Guys like Tom Sullivan and Paul King and Michael Henry and, of course, starting with Lee Zeldin. But Joe and I got close. He was here quite a bit. He ran a tremendous race and almost beat Chuck Schumer. Here he is on this Monday morning, kind of the exit interview, if you will. Uh, Joe Pinion, how are you, pal? Congratulations on a great race. Well, look, um, it's certainly not the outcome we would have liked to see, but it's certainly a humbling process and grateful for all the support uh, from the uh, WABC family, all the listeners, all the voters, uh, nearly 2.5 million votes against a man who won his last election by over 3 million votes. So uh, it is a humbling process. But again, again, we just have to keep engaged in this fight uh, because we know New York is certainly still in trouble and America is still heading the wrong direction. Well, you would have won if you would have spent more time talking about abortion. That's where you screwed up. You know that, right? <laughs> well, look, I'm only kidding. I, no, I like the response. Your response was perfect. <laughs> I laughed too. But I just had an argument back and forth with a coworker who feels that Republicans, not just your race, but across the country, didn't fare well because of abortion, which I just I, I refuse to buy that. I do. I don't know. Well, look, I, I think if there is something to that and I what I mean by that is that there's an unfortunate reality that, as I told Chuck Schumer on the debate stage, uh, that he is a professional hostage taker. And the Democrats often have become professional hostage takers, the Republicans as well, uh, that we are willing to keep people in the cocoon of fear. Uh, and distract from the real issues that impact people every single day. Uh, Whether you agree with it or not, abortion is settled law in New York State, and yet that did not stop Chuck Schumer from spending close to $5 million trying to scare (laughs) the bejesus out of women all across this state uh, to think that somehow I was going to go to D.C. and be able to change that. Uh, So, again, we have to stop having uh, this uh, blind eye and tolerance for politicians that use their perch to lie to people. And Chuck Schumer and many others continue to lie to people. Uh, Clearly, he's learned nothing because uh, less than five minutes after he uh, was declared the victor of this, he was back to dividing this country, MAGA this and MAGA that, uh, clearly not learning from the fact uh, that he just had the smallest victory margin of his entire life here in the United States Senate. So, uh, look, I, I think, again, there's a lot of work to be done to start healing this nation, to start coming together. Uh, we as a people need to start deciding, is this the type of America that we want to live in? And if it is not, then we certainly have to make the hard choice of choosing a different brand of leadership if we're going to try to secure a different outcome uh, for this nation that we love. Well, we just had that opportunity, Joe. That's all I heard for weeks and months was we're sick and tired of this. We're sick and tired of that. The country is ready. Even the liberal media, Joe and Mika, Chuck Todd, they were calling for a red wave, a blowout last Tuesday 
And whether you think it's abortion, which I don't, but that's fine if you do, or any other issue, we didn't get those results. And all I kept hearing was, if not now, when? If Lee Zeldin can't beat Kathy Hochul now, when? And he ran a great race. If Joe Pinion can't beat Chuck Schumer now, and he ran a great race, you did, when? And that still seems to be the cry from the right, which is, we couldn't get it done last Tuesday. When are we ever going to get it done? Well, I, I think that we have sent everyone to their corners. There's this notion now where it's not just that I disagree with Republicans, it's that they're bad people. And by extension, if I ever vote for a Republican, then I become a bad person myself uh, and vice versa. And so I think we just have to get back to the point where we can say, I love my neighbor, even though I disagree with them politically, uh, but I don't necessarily believe them to be a bad person. I don't believe that their politics are morally bankrupt. I just believe that they don't secure the outcomes that I want to see for my country. And I think that the politicians have done this quite well, uh, making it almost uh, unthinkable to vote for somebody else in a different party because somehow you have betrayed uh, your country, you've betrayed your neighbor, you've betrayed everything that you believe in. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Nothing happens overnight. I remind people that Abraham Lincoln, he lost seven elections. We rarely talk about it because he saved the union. Uh, Ronald Reagan ran not once, not twice, but three times before he was able to secure the presidency. We rarely talk about it because he gave us the Reagan revolution. So, uh, yes, uh, it's easy in uh, retrospect to think that somehow, uh, yes, things are doomed and we're never going to get the outcomes that we deserve. But uh, the road to becoming everyone's favorite Republican uh, often starts with people hating you. So, <laughs> just, uh, well, well yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and, and a lot of people hate Trump. And that could be good. I mean, I just had Dick Morris on the show. He is literally, as we speaking, you and I, Joe, sitting with President Trump, putting together the speech, which Trump will deliver tomorrow night when he 1000 percent officially announces he's running again for president. And there's a lot of folks that think that Donald Trump, that was the factor that hurt us that day. More than abortion, more than January 6th, it was Trump. And then I just had Dick Morris on. He said, no, 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 it was Mitch McConnell. Uh, Of those two guys, who do you think hurt Republicans more last week? Let's be very clear. Um, We need a wholesale reboot of leadership in the Republican Party. Uh, The Republican Party leadership has completely left the people that depend on our party behind. Uh, Just to be quite clear, uh, we were outspent by a sum total of nearly 40 to 1 here in New York. And yet we outperformed people running for Senate in Washington, where the party spent millions of dollars, uh, outperformed uh, people running in Colorado, outperformed people running in New Hampshire. And so what is quite clear to me, uh, it cannot be denied anymore. The Republican Party did not want to beat Chuck Schumer. Uh, And I think if you want to look at the clearest snapshot of why this Democratic Party that does very little for the average American somehow still finds a way to win elections, you have to look at what they did against Mitch McConnell versus what our party did against Chuck Schumer. They spent $75 million in Kentucky two years ago, <laughs> trying to beat Mitch yeah. McConnell. Right. And guess what? They were not successful. But do you know what did happen? Out popped two Senate seats in Georgia and one Senate seat in Arizona. Because it turns out when you force a political party to spend millions of dollars in a place they don't want to, good things tend to happen. <laughs> and guess what? As we sit here right now, 
two of the three of those Senate seats, possibly all three, have been retained by the Democrats. So you're talking about close to uh, 12 years or eight years, depending on how you want to slice it up, of three Senate seats being in control of a party in states where they had no business winning. And it all starts with them going on offensive in places where they likely thought they had no chance. So the moral of the story is when you look at the spending reports of the NRSC and when you look at the spending reports of the RNC and when you look at the spending reports of Mitch McConnell's super PAC, they didn't spend a dime in New York State going against a man who they all spend millions of dollars uh, telling people is destroying America. So you can't believe Chuck Schumer is really destroying America. Raise millions of dollars using his name and all of your emails across the country and then spend not a dime trying to get rid of him if you actually truly wanted to beat him. So at some point, people are going to have to look at these numbers. Look at the fact that Chuck Schumer won by 3 million votes the last time he was on the ballot, won by over 2.5 million votes the time before that he was on the ballot, won by over 3 million votes the time before that when he was on the ballot. And yet when we had the opportunity, dead to rights, to defeat this man, to prevent him from damaging this state and this country, this Republican Party spent not a single dime Mm. in the effort to beat him. So, look, I think, again, there is much to be happy about. There's much – Uh, to say that we have built a foundation moving forward. But you can't move forward unless you acknowledge why it is that we came up short. There are mistakes that were made by me. There were mistakes that were made by our campaign. But it cannot go unsaid that the Republican Party of this nation did absolutely positively nothing to beat Chuck Schumer. That's true. So let's stick with the RNC for a second. You mentioned the RNC because uh, Ronald McDaniel, who Donald Trump handpicked, and uh, Tommy Hicks, the co-chair, they are uh, due in January. Their their uh, run is over. And I'm not sure if you've heard this, show. Maybe you have. Have you heard the person that's been getting lots of notes and emails to possibly take that job from McDaniel? Have you heard? Look, I, I don't know what's going Lee to Zeldin. There. Lee Zeldin. What do you think about the possibility that Lee Zeldin takes over as RNC chair? I think Lee's going to do what he thinks is best for his family uh, and his future. I think for us, at the end of the day, uh, we need to take a beat. We need to figure out exactly what type of Republican Party that we want to build uh, moving forward. And I think, that again, uh, anyone that's taken over uh, down at the RNC is going to have to do some team building. Uh, and I think that's going to be critical. Somebody who's demonstrated they can work in a collaborative manner across the country, uh, who's going to roll up their sleeves and make sure that we're bringing people together, going into communities uh, that really haven't actually had the opportunity to hear uh, from the Republican Party in a way that transcends politics, that's bigger than politics. Uh, so who that person is going to be, I don't know. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, everyone gets these harebrained ideas. I've get, I'm getting lots of phone calls about crazy ideas. I think we all need to take a beat, uh, take a vacation. Give us one. No, give me one. Uh, give me, give me one of those crazy ideas. I'm curious. Give me one. Just give me one. Oh, look, I, I have no idea. I mean, look, <laughs> coach I the Jets. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're already six you and know, three. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think there were a lot of people that just assumed that somehow this was just, you know, some type of, you know, thing I was going to do when there was a plan B. There was no plan B. Plan A, B, and C was to defeat Chuck Schumer. Right. And so for me, it's really about, you know, taking a step back, figuring out where I can be most effective, uh, trying to advocate for the things that I believe in, trying to advocate uh, for the party that I've been a member of uh, my entire life, and, and, and thinking, what can we do now 
Yeah. Because uh, one thing seems quite clear to me now. Uh, New York State will be a dumpster fire for the next <laughs> four years. Oh my God. Uh, New York City will be an unsafe place to live right. uh, over the next three years. Uh, the only thing that was going to save Eric Adams from being a one-term mayor uh, was a Lee Zeldin governorship. Uh, he now has been marooned here on the island of Manhattan. Uh, he has no help in D.C. He will have no help up in Albany. That's all true. Which means the people of this state yep. will not have the choice or the pathway uh, to the New York that was promised. So uh, things are going to get a little rocky here. Buckle up your seatbelts <laughs> uh, because uh, we have uh, big trouble on the horizon oh boy. due to the decision that was made this past Tuesday by the voters. 30 seconds to go. When you decided to leave Newsmax, you had a nice position there, anchor, television star, and, and great, by the way. I worked with you on the air there. And run your mother was like, Joe, what are you doing? You got a nice paying job. You're on TV. What are you doing? Now, I think you told me by the end of your campaign, campaign she was proud of you. She thought you ran a pretty good campaign. But initially, she was in horror that you were actually doing that. What did your mom in 30 seconds say to you when the results came back last Tuesday? I think uh, she told me uh, that she was proud. Oh, good. That, you good. know, my grandmother that, that we lost would be proud. Uh, it's not every day that two and a half million people uh, place their trust in your ideas and your beliefs. And uh, it's a humbling process uh, to think of that many people, uh, whether they loved what we were talking about or simply hated what Chuck Schumer was talking about, uh, were willing to uh, think that we should serve this great state in the United States Senate. And so uh, it's, again, uh, it's bittersweet, but uh, truly uh, joy cometh in the morning, as the book tells us. And again, always grateful for the support and the love that you've uh, had for, for me and for my family through this process. And of course. Again, uh, we're, we're looking forward to what comes next. All right. Well, I'm proud of you, and uh, this audience is proud of you, and New York is proud of you. I am looking forward to what comes next. I would hope I'll be the first to find out right here on this program. But uh, at any rate, uh, keep fighting. An excellent job. Joe Pinion, we love you. Thank you. I appreciate it, my friend. Talk to you. Take care. There he is, Joe Pinion, just ran a great race against Chuck Schumer, the closest. Uh, I think he only lost by a couple of points, maybe five or six. So congratulations to Joe Pinion. 